Hey, very good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Sean. This is Alex. And you're listening to another episode of Coaster Kings A through Z. This week's letter is the G for Guderik's. Located at Park Asterix, Park Asterix in Paris area. Yeah, Paris area in France. Um, the coaster opened in 1989 as the flagship ride of the brand new Park Asterix, um, a new regional park just north of Paris in um, Plaly. Based on the French um, Asterix de Gaulle comics, which you may have had in your French class or if you're European and you're pretty familiar with them, yeah. uh, Park Asterix sought to offer a lighthearted and celebratory theme park experience rooted in French culture and history in, in anticipation of um, the building of Euro Disney right down the road, also mm-hmm. in Paris. Yeah, yeah. Goudrix, uh is a name fabricated specifically for the Asterix universe based on the phrase Goud to Risque, which means taste of danger. The ride story is based on that of Vikings on their European conquest, whom Asterix and the Gauls met on a particular comic. The Vikings, unfamiliar with the concept of fear, came to France seeking fear-inducing adventure. This is highlighted by Guldrix's entrance marquee, which features the Viking leader holding a sign that says Faites-moi peur, which means scare me in French, obviously. A minor character by the name of Guldrix appears in the Asterix comics. He is described as a trendy teenage musician. The character's relationship with the rat isn't totally clear and would probably require uh, deeper analysis of the comics, although he does play a larger role in the 2006 animated uh, Asterix feature. So the park, and by extension of course this coast of Hudrix, uh, was a high-stakes project. The highly publicized Euro Disney project, as mentioned before, was under construction in nearby Magna La Vallée, and the competing regional park Mirapolis had opened a couple years earlier in Courdimanche. Uh, Mirapolis opened Mira Looping, a Vacoma double loop double corkscrew in 1988, um, which was handily the Paris area's most thrilling and most impressive attraction at that point. Uh, Mirapolis would close in 1991 after just five seasons because of the stiff competition from Park Asterix, um, which is cited as one of the many reasons that it closed. And of course, also Hudrix being the much larger looper kind of took away Mirapolis's, you know, yeah. thrill, thrill destination thunder, thunder yeah. really. Conscientious of the existing nearby Vacoma Looper already in operation, Park Asterix had to up the ante with an enormous custom looper with unique elements never before seen in Europe. With a total of seven inversions, Guderix broke the inversion record in Europe and mapped the global inversion record along with the Aerodynamics Shockwave at Six Flags Great America and Great American Scream Machine at Six Flags Great Adventure, the latter of which opened just two weeks before Guderix. Um, Guderix features a proto- uh, prototype dual spine track bed, a technological departure from the aerodynamics design track bed that features just a single spine uh, in the 1970s. This track system allowed for improved sturdiness and design flexibility from Facoma, which was necessary in order to achieve the right signature butterfly double inversion. Yes, that double inversion, mm-hmm. the one that hurts. That one. Um, but, you know, hurts in a good way. Guderix's okay. sister uh, coaster in Wildwood, New Jersey, Kamikaze, now known as Blue Hawk, at Circles Over Georgia also uses the same track system um, and it has a slightly differently shaped butterfly, a little less a little less insane. Um, yeah. But you may be able to kind of draw the parallel there if you're mm-hmm. from the US. And fun fact, that coaster was the precursor to the Vacoma SLC. So if you're a big Vacoma SLC fan like we are, you have a Blue Hawk at Six Flags Over Georgia and a signature butterfly element to thank for that. Um, Guldrix is 36 meters or 118 feet tall. 950 meters or 3,120 feet long, 
and has a top speed of 90 kilometers per hour or 56 miles per hour. The ride opened with two seven-car aerodynamics trains, which were later replaced by Vacoma trains with a reinforced chassis similar to Space Mountain de la Terre à la Lune at Disneyland Paris. After a panoramic 180-degree turn and a straightforward first drop, Buderick subjects its victims to the first of its seven consecutive inversions, the butterfly. And after the butterfly, it immediately follows with a blown-up version of the aerodynamic-style boomerang, or bad wing as some know it, and then a relatively small vertical loop. The ride then sails into a shallow incline followed by a diving 180-degree turn into a classic double corkscrew, and it finishes with a surprise highlight, an off-axis 270-degree helix, lots of laterals. Mm -hmm. um, here, Hudrix hits the first set of brakes before dropping down past the maintenance bay and returning to the station. The ride is an unrelenting gauntlet of dramatic elements with no mid-course brake run to offer a brake or to slow down things, <laughs> and the onslaught of positive and lateral forces make Hudrix one of the world's most intense coasts to this day. While the ride has a reputation for being rough and or painful, and was even at one point considered one of the world's most uh, world's worst roller coasters, Park Asterix has taken the opportunity to iron out some of Gudrix's rougher edges amid their painstaking upkeep regimen for the ride, meaning that these days Gudrix is riding better than ever. The ride enjoys high ridership and a dedicated fan base, a few of whom, ourselves included, consider it to be Park Asterix's best coaster. And to add to that, we um, if you haven't checked out our recent Park Asterix article or walkthrough on thecoastergames.com, definitely check it out. We rode um, Hudurik several times this summer. Yeah. Um, it was one of those rides where like you can't get enough, but you also need to take a break here or there. It's it's like Viper on steroids. <laughs> um, one thing we always talk about when we talk about Hudurik's in, in our family here is that it's so amazing that it's older than Viper. Uh, mm -hmm. Of course, Viper was. Our, our, our go-to coaster at Magic Mountain, we yeah. live right next to it and it's so close to us. And then riding Hudurix and seeing how Vacoma really upped the ante and created these unique elements and a different spine system and not having a mid-course brake run. And all the transitions are actually very smooth and they may not necessarily ride smooth but they are not like aero where there's just like a bunch of weird movements happening. It's all very fluid. Um, it's really, really impressive to me to see kind of where the loopers kind of split off, yeah. where Vacoma really became its own thing and really started creating better, more reinforced, more impressive, high-stake loopers, as where Arrow just couldn't really match it, so they just kind of kept doing the same thing. And Arrow's attempt a couple years later to build Drakenfire mm. and Busch Gardens Williamsburg really kind of displaced where like they never got to the level where Hudurix already was before Viper even yeah. opened. Yeah, for all the, the crap that Hudurix gets for, for being somewhat rough and at times painful. I, I really don't even agree that of it being like rough and painful because it runs like a dream. It's incredibly smooth the whole way through. It's just very intense and very swift. The forces are, are, are really intense. If you keep your head back or like you know how to keep yourself steady, it's it's a quite an enjoyable ride. But if you don't pay attention and you look around, yeah. you're gonna get slammed <laughs> you're gonna get slammed around because it's just such an incredibly forceful ride. Like keeping your head up and a butterfly is, is hard. Like it kind yeah. of um, so if you go into it with the right expectations and yeah. you really it really really brace yourself uh, yeah, Hudurix is one of my favorite loopers. It is, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it is kind of one of those rides that don't really want to lump it up with X2 necessarily. But it's one of those rides where every time I ride it, Skyrush X2, I3, or 5 I'm always kind of like, okay, Reckless. brace yourself. Yeah. Like it's gonna be At wild. The end of it, I was like, all the way through the like, end. Oh my gosh, wow. And it's a really, really stunning ride located it's on the beautiful. lake. Um, you can yeah. still really sense that this ride, even after, of course, all of its years, um, 23 years now, mm -hmm. it is still, it feels like it. it was like the park's signature ride because of the way it's located on the lake and it's located in its really picturesque um, part of the park. As where, of course, every ride that came since was just an addition to the park. But mm -hmm. Hooterix really is the reason Park Asterix did so well from the get go and uh, indirectly caused Mirapolis 
to not make it. Yeah, um, but then also in a way, it really jump-started the creation of um, Space Mountain de la Terre à la Lune because now Disneyland Paris needed some sort of major thrill to draw on people because the park yeah. down the road had a crazy looper that was really, really massive for European standards. Yeah. And so, um, in a way, we need to thank this coaster even for Space Mountain. Yeah, agreed. And with that, we'll round up the episode. We'll be back next week with the letter H. Should we give away over there? Yeah, H for Hollywood, Hollywood Dream, Dream, the ride, slash backdrop, at Universal Studios Japan, located in Japan, <laughs> <laughs> Osaka. We'll catch you there next time. Um, in the meantime, check out thecoastofkings.com. Check out our recent full-length episodes, or of course, letters A through F that we have already live for our Minnesota's coming out every Monday. This is Sean. This is Alex. And we'll see you later. Bye-bye.